Hallelujah. Isn't it good to be in the house of God? I was thinking of that scripture in Psalms, I think it's 103, where he says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And the man at the gate, beautiful, when Peter and John walked by and said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Wasn't that wonderful this morning? Rise up and walk. Oh, the people that laid hands, people that were healed. Praise God. Hallelujah. He went right into the house of the Lord, walking and leaping and And praising praising God. God. He was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the parish was recognizing people, but he didn't recognize some of our favorite partners in the whole wide world. That's the Uptons. They're sitting right on the second row there. Wave your hands. Everybody people. can yes. know that Cindy really has some people How, that yeah, don't so think I really, she's strange. Right. Do you think I'm strange? Oh, she does. Just strange. like her. Just like her. Well, that's Just the like reason. You. Okay. Yeah, birds of a feather flock together. Oh, hallelujah. How long have you guys, have we known you? It's been a while, I know. Since Harrison, Arkansas, years. I mean, I don't know, 20 years? I mean, I don't, is it about how? Huh? About 10. Okay, 10 years. My, my, my. I was, I was thinking today, I thought, you know, I was thinking about a statement that someone said. It's hard to make to uh, make a withdrawal if there hasn't been a deposit. And I was thinking about that into lives of people. You know, we want to deposit and deposit and deposit. Or you want to deposit in someone else's life. Or you want to make a withdrawal without making a deposit. Of any kind. You know, finances or relationships or, you know. We always want something, but wait a minute. Did you, did you put something in it? <laughs> and uh, praise God, I'm learning to do that more and more. You know, I always thought I was a good deposit, you know, a good depositor. But I've seen that I've really come far from that, and I want to deposit a whole lot more. I want to decrease so that he can increase. You say, well, is that a bad thing? You know, people of faith, you know, we're, we're supposed to be, you know, bless God. Well, no, no, no. That's the whole point. When you decrease in the flesh or in your humanity, then, then he increases his healing and his love and his forgiveness. You know, his mercies are new every day. Mercies of what? Well, mercies of healing. Mercies of forgiveness. Mercies of, of, of uh, deliverance. They're new. And in fact, he said, Lamentations, if you believe this, out of Lamentations, he says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. People can be consumed if, if you're not careful, and that's why we preach. Well, that's enough to make you want to fall on your face and just thank God from this time on till the time until you just have to go. That's right. That's the reason we preach the word of faith. It's the word of faith because it brings you hope. And he says, he said, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Wow. Isn't that good? And he said, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Wow. You say, well, why do you act like you do? Why do people run? Why do we dance? Well, we're running because he's faithful. We're dancing because he's faithful. We're enthused about the promise of God. We have a covenant, and we know it. And so we can't help but be enthused. We're enthused. Listen, we shout over the promise of God. He says, and the Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. Someone's failed you. You failed somebody else. That's okay. Hope in Him. Yes. Someone's done you wrong. Well, just hope in Him. You've done someone else wrong. Well, hope in Him. Repent, get on your face and say, boy, your mercies, <laughs> oh, your faithfulness. Oh, you fail not. You fail not. I fail, but you fail not. And you know, just for that, I think I'll run around the church. Actually. Yeah, are you getting it? Well, just for that, I think I'll shout. Now, you know, I was thinking today about, you know, everybody that likes to clap. And I was thinking today about clap your hands, all you people. And then I thought, well, what's the next verse? Oh, okay. <laughs> Shout to the Lord with a voice of <laughs> Tro- what? trouble. Trouble. Oh, Shout God. to the Lord with a voice of triumph. 
tired. No, tired, tired. Well, you know, there's times for intercession. There's time for intercession and supplication. And, and usually those times will bring a performance of his faith. But when there's a time for faith, faith rejoices. Faith rejoices in the promise of God. Actually, Psalms 8 verse 2 says, Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained or established strength. This is actually the scripture that's quoted by Jesus in Matthew Praise 21. God. When he was riding into town on the donkey and uh, everybody was shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. He said, out of the mouths of babes and, and infants, you have ordained strength or praise. And then he tells you exactly why. You say, I'm just not really into, you know, uh, making, you know, uh, using my voice in that way. It just is not my personality. Well, you just really ought to get a new one because he says, you have ordained strength. Some of the women are going, right, God, Listen, I hope you say, why is it? Listening. Why is it so important for the people of God to lift up their voice? You know, so- sound is what changes sight. Did you wake up, you Grumpy? Know no, I just let him sleep. <laughs> Sound is what changes sight. Did y'all hear me? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. So it was that sound that changed the sight, changed what he said. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. And the Bible says it is the word of faith in our mouth. Then he goes on. He says, you have ordained strength in Psalms 8. And then he says, because of your enemy, that you might silence the enemy and the avenger. Listen to this translation. He says, out of the mouths of babes, you have ordained strength. New Living Trans, uh, Translation. You have taught children and nursing infants to give you praise. They silence your enemies who are seeking revenge. You know what I found out? Okay, now wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. You didn't, you didn't quite get it. Wait a minute, it. let me finish. Okay. We'll get to it. Let me, let, this is what I found out. Either the devil will shut you up or you will shut him up. You know what I mean? I'm just telling you, that's exactly the way it works. If you are silent, you give him the opportunity to do exactly what he's trying to do. But when you lift your voice, something transpires in the realm of the spirit. And you say, what happens? He says, it stops the plan of the enemy. Now, I don't know about you, but you say, but I don't understand. How come that's so powerful? Well, the Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I'm telling you the same word that comes out of God's mouth. He said in Isaiah 59, this is my covenant. He said, I will put my words in your mouth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I have put my words in your mouth and they shall not depart from your mouth. Glory to God. So now, you know, you know, this is not the time to remain silent. We are not the silent majority. We are not censored. We are unashamed, uncensored. And we are going to make some noise. No, we are. Now listen. You we say, are, oh, you, no. Now let me tell you something really about you. That really bothers me. Christians, you know, they're just, no, 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 we're not. No. Let me tell you something. You say, but I don't know what to worship God about. If all you know is his mercies are new every morning. If all you know is he forgave your sins. Begin to thank him for that. You say, what will happen? It will activate your faith in that area. And it will cause the plan of the enemy to be stopped. And once his, his plan is stopped, that means the plan of God progresses. And I will tell you, if you will begin to do what you know to do. God will make you what you never thought you'd be. Uh, you know, joy is a demonstration of the enemy's defeat. The biggest one. Psalms 118 is the, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. The, the, the demonstration of the enemy's defeat <laughs> is the people of God who have been delivered by the plan of God rejoicing in the goodness of God. Hallelujah. I mean, I mean even if you had a big fight, just look at somebody and go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hey! hey! so glad we're set free. You know why? Because the devil will go, 
Well, what's wrong? I yeah. thought I got in between them. The, the but look at them. Look at the way they're, yeah. they're acting like I didn't even affect their relationship. Woo. They're acting like nothing even. Hallelujah. Curses spoiled this church, again. This church. We're not, you know. Oh, yeah. There, there's a, there is oh, a. Oh, yeah, it's true. We it's are true. on the, this, this is a, this is a, uh, uh, this is one of those uh, strategic moments in this church. I know there's a lot of things going on. You got a lot of good people. We're not the only ones, but we are here to do our part to help stop the plan of the enemy and cause the plan of God to be revealed in this place at this time for the purpose of God. Hey, I want to ask you something. How many noticed a difference this morning? Sometimes you don't. Sometimes it takes, you know, weeks or months. How many noticed a difference this morning when we laid hands on you? For healing. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, stick them up high. Stick them up real high. Yes. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. You know, the Lord said, He said, we're speaking through an evangelist. He said, if you if you're convinced that your words in your mouth are just like my words from my mouth, you'll see more miracles. Well, really, and that's the truth. You don't have to. It, it's not something that's, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, Hallelujah. like this is a special thing. That's the truth. That's Hallelujah. the covenant of God in Isaiah 59. Praise and actually, God. the scripture before that says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And then, the, you know, the next verse says, you know, I will put my words in your mouth. That word for standard there is a word different translations say. And he will put him to flight for he will come in like a rushing stream, which the breath of the Lord drives. <laughs> Listen to the message Bible. He will arrive like a river in flood stage. The uh, New Living Translation says he will come like a flood tide driven by the breath of the Lord. He says, I will lift up a standard against him. What is that standard? It is the word of faith in your mouth, releasing your faith in the goodness and mercy of God. I like this is, listen to this commentary on the standard that when the enemy comes in like a floor, flood, like a floor, like a flood, the enemy, uh, the, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Listen to this. The attack of the enemy shall be so furious that like a rapid and impetuous torrent it shall appear as to sweep away and destroy everything but that's the plan of the enemy he's out for revenge he's out to destroy those whom Jesus died for that's his plan but that the Lord shall cause it instantly to subside and to disappear it is therefore intended to heighten the description of divine power by which the vast strength this isn't TV language is it Listen, no it's not the vast strength and dreadful fury of the enemy are repelled, receive a different direction, and fall to pieces. In other words, he said, the enemy's plan is to totally devastate, but he said, the Lord lifts up a standard, which is the breath, which is his word in your mouth, and the very place where the enemy has said that he's going to bring in a a plan of destruction. He says that this dreadful fury of the enemy is repelled, and it's gone, receives different pieces, different directions, and falls to pieces. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Now, this is not something we're trying to work up. This is just something we're just letting go up. It's the praises of God in our mouth, a two-edged sword in our hand. It's the word of faith and the praises of the God who has delivered us. Are y'all ready? Now, this is what I saw tonight. When the man that was in those caves hurting himself and Jesus got on the boat to come to the other side, he didn't realize it, but everything was about to change. This is a word. This is a word. Everything's about to change. You can come out of that cave yourself. Come out of situations. Come out of things in your head. Come out of poverty. Come out of things and junk that you've lived with. Come out of unforgiveness. Come out. You can come out tonight. And I'm telling you right now, if you, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Instead of clapping, I want you to lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. 
Remember what that man did? Even though there was a, a legion of devils in him, when he heard Ooh. Jesus had reached his side, the Bible said he came down before Jesus and worshipped him. There was a pull in the heart of that man to yes. meet with Jesus, yes. and he worshipped him. And when he did, no devil could stop, stop him, him from worshipping the no. very Lord who was there to deliver him. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I thought about it all morning this morning. I almost said it this morning, and I said, Lord, if you bring that unction back to me again, I don't want to just to say it to be saying it, but if you bring that unction back to me tonight, I will say it. And he said, tell the ones who will believe it and receive it, they can come out of that place. Now, I know the enemy. I know what he's like. We're people just like you. We have to resist the devil. I mean, there are things that, you know, dear God, I wish I could change, but I can't. It already happened. But I came out because I said I will humble myself under the mighty hand of God and I will not take the guilt anymore. Whatever it is in your life, you can come out of that cave. You can, Listen, everything's about to change. Faithful, 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 faithful. And there have been an area in your life and you said, Lord... When will it change? When will it change? You've been faithful. You said, when? When is my time? When will it change? I'm telling you, with God, all things are possible. With Him. Seek Him. Just Him alone. Don't look to that other person for that um, uh, 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 an abundance to come. But look to Him. He will show you what to do. Because it's about to change for you. And the anointing will increase on your life. And besides that, that's what you really want anyway. That's what you've hungered and thirsted after. Was the anointing. I'm telling you. Oh my, my, my. You'll do wondrous things. Because the hand of God, there he goes right there. Flood him, Holy Ghost, just hover over you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. That's all right. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Hallelujah. It's the hands he's going to feel. It's the hand of God saying, separated, 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 separated. You, honey, in the blue dress, come here. It doesn't really matter what, what people say. They don't understand. Don't try to explain anything. You know, your real friends, they won't need an explanation. Your real friends are like, I know what you mean. That's right. Oh, that is right. For the mighty hand of God is, is really on you. And there's going to be a separation for you this night. It's going to oil. It's going to fall all over your face. Come down the top of your head. Come down the sides of your face. Down your entire body. The oil. The oil. There it goes. That's him. And it doesn't matter. You know what you believe. And that is what counts. You know you trust him. You know it's not just something you're struggling with. You know. You're a worshiper. And you know that he's answered your prayers. And you're going to rejoice in faith. Regardless of what you see, feel. There goes the glory of God. Lord Jesus. Ha ha ha. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, my, my, my. 
somebody I prayed for. Hallelujah. You know, when I, when I saw you uh, just a moment ago here, and I looked at you, and, and all of a sudden I heard, uh, I, was, I, I was looking at you, and he said, there's going to be a whole lot more so you can release a whole lot more. Because you're a giver. Yes, ma'am. And everything's about to change. So don't back off. Don't back off. Don't struggle. Just be confident. In his word, that's faith. You know, all the preachers were together. You know, that guy, you know, the little boy, and they couldn't do anything. And the preachers were groaning and struggling in the New Testament. You know, uh, come out and cast out. And Jesus just walked up and just said, you know, your hope, Lucy, let him go. It's real simple. What was the difference? Faith. Faith in the one he knew. If he said the word, it would be. So just relax. A whole lot more will come through your hands. These are the days, you know, because there's, there's a whole lot to do for the kingdom of God. I mean, I've been with people who were multimillionaires and didn't release very much. But it's changing. Things are changing. Things are changing. They're changing. I'm telling you, we went to Ireland and Scotland and England. and I mean, just a handful of people helped support that meeting. And I'm thinking, oh, so there's, so there's a multi-millionaires won't release anything. Handful, that, that, that tour. I'm thinking, God, you're, change, you're about changing everything around. You're, you're getting ready to change everything around so that we can do what you want us to do. Ministers, you know, and, and, and people that are people like you with faithful hearts. Believe God for it, church. Believe Him for good investments. Believe Him for some things. Let's just step out over the line and stretch for it. Let's do it. Even if it's a little bit, then stretch for that. A little bit more, stretch for that. Stretch for that. There goes the glory right there. There goes the glory right there. Now, I've, I've prayed with you once, okay? What I, what I need to do with you is going to take more than just a prayer. Somebody needs to work with you and counsel with you. Okay? All right. Uh, yeah, well, I, no, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I just stay before the Lord. Stay before the Lord. That's, that's the one thing. When you're in a hard place, stay around people. Yeah, I, I know, and I've been. No, no, I know, but I pray, I pray for her again. I, I pray for her over there. But I just want to tell you, stay with the Lord and stay around people who love the Lord. Okay, stay around people who love the Lord. I've been in your place, been right there, but I kept hanging around people who love God, and I kept speaking His word, and I kept praying. I just kept doing it, kept doing it. And that's what you do. You keep hanging around people who love God. I keep hanging around the world. Okay? All right? And that's what's, listen, that's what's going to help you more than anything. I promise you. 
People will take you into their heart and they'll work with you. I've been there. And you know, people could have prayed for me and that was wonderful. But that's not really what I needed. I needed to be around someone on a constant love basis that worked with me and wouldn't leave me alone and helped me get through. That's what I had. And then one day I came out. And when I prayed for you over there, I I released the working of the enemy over your life. And these people, that, that girl that's got her arms around you, Hang on tight, honey. Hang on tight. And I'll tell you something. You think your world is going to end. But I want you to remember these words. Your world is not going to end. Look at me. Your world is not going to end. Hey, it's just the devil trying to destroy you destroy you. You know why? The hand of God's on you. You're going to finish God's will. You're going to look back to this day and you're going to go, you lying devil. And then you're going to find somebody else. You're going to find someone else who's hurting. And you're going to hang on to them and help them through. And then somebody else is going to come to you who's hurting. And you're going to work them through. And then somebody else. And you're going to work them through. One on one. You wait and see how many people you're going to help. The devil always tries to destroy something that he knows God's going to use. But I'm telling you, you're strong in the Lord. You're stronger than you think. It's in your spirit. You leave it in the hands of the Lord. You release it and let it go. And it's harder to do that when you're looking at it all the time. Believe me, I know. But it's not impossible. She's smiling. That's the first smile I saw. (laughs) Let her go. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, I believe in the church. I believe in land on of hands, but I believe more in the body of Christ coming to help somebody and working them through you know whatever it is you know I'm an evangelist I can pray for you and things can happen but you know if I lived here I would probably hang on to that little girl and, and work her through it you know what I'm saying because I like to do that Lois likes to do that we like to hang on to people and work them through things that's what the body of Christ does that's why it's so important to be with the church because you you know you 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 work them you work them through and you know and, and that's why listen but let me tell you something and I'm, I'm just going to give you some advice. I'm going to tell you something. Yes, there was a time when I cried. But then when I walked into Lois's room and started crying again, Lois wouldn't let me cry anymore. There was a time I cried. And I'd go in my bedroom and I'd sneak away and I'd cry. She'd walk into my room and say, what are you crying about? Go, yeah, but didn't you? And she'd go, crying times are over, Cindy. You say, well, that's cruel. She wasn't being cruel. Do you know, if she hadn't done that, I still might be in my bedroom crying today. But there was a time when she let me cry. But then there was a time when she said, let's kick the devil's teeth out. You know, my mother came to me once and and, uh, she had just, everybody can sit down. She had just been diagnosed with cancer and she had had a mastectomy and and uh, I came to her house, and I was got. You know, I always get, you know, in her lap, and I was just crying about something. And um, I, and uh, I can't stand for people to separate themselves from me because you know separation is really not normal for us. That's what happened in the garden. Separation. So it's not normal for people when they're separated. And that's why you have to learn to forgive, learn to walk in love, and learn to walk in faith. Because separation is not normal. God never intended for that. So that's why people are drawn and torn when when there could be a possible separation. 
And so I remember I went to her once and I was so torn up about a separation. And she looked at me and she said, and I said, oh, I'm just going to be left be all alone. She said, but honey, there's a whole lot worse things than being alone. She had just gone through a vasectomy. <laughs> Diagnosed with cancer. <laughs> she said, believe me, you'll make it. She said, you're going to make it. She said, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. I remember I went to a lady and it was a Hampton Inn. and I went down for breakfast, you know, the breakfast bar. And, and I, I looked at her and I said, hallelujah. I said, are you a Christian? And you said, how can you talk to people like that? You just, you're just really out there, aren't you? I just do it because I may not see her again. I want to get that seat out. I don't do it because I'm so special. I do it because he's special. And she said, well, I was in a church. And I thought, oh, Lord. I hit one. And she said, it's more tears start coming to her eyes. And she said, and I was a Christian and we served God with my husband. And my husband was a deacon and he left me. So I'm not serving Jesus anymore. And he was a real spiritual man. So I'm thinking, oh, God, give me the words to say. She just unloaded on me right there. It was just her and I at the breakfast bar. Because she was the one that was putting it all out. You know, she worked there. And I looked at her and I said, honey, I said, Jesus didn't leave you. Your rascal husband left you. I said, that was no more Jesus than the man in the moon. I said, you're mad at the wrong one. You can be mad at him. <laughs> Let him go. Let him fly. But Jesus didn't leave you. It was that rascal that left you. That was no more a representation of Jesus Christ than the man in the moon. She looked at me. She never thought of that. See, now, if I could think of something like that to tell somebody, and I have it, you know, I don't even have a, hardly a degree. Surely somebody else could think of something to some say. God will give you the words to say. Do you know that lifted off of her? And she was no longer mad at the Lord. And I said, you can do it. I said, we married a younger woman. I thought, yeah, one day he's going to be up there too. A lot quicker than she is. And she's going to look at him and go, oh, what did I do? Anyway. <laughs> That's why it's better to grow old together. Anyway, praise the Lord. Oh, that's my opinion. Preach the word. Live, live your convictions. And keep your opinions to yourself. Anyway. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, true. that's true. Praise the Lord. But I tell you. Walk in forgiveness. And you say, how do I know if I'm walking in forgiveness? I'll give you a good clue. What's coming out of your mouth. Yeah. When you see him or when you think about him, what's coming out of your mouth? You know, the very first, when Jesus said in, in Mark eleven twenty four, 24, uh, whatsoever things you desire, uh, when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. They're, you know, say to this mountain, be removed, cast the sea, shall not doubt in your heart. Believe those things which you say shall come to pass. Uh, the what, and then he says, you know, Mark 11, uh, then he gets to Mark eleven twenty four, and he says, and when you stand praying, if you have aught against anyone, you say, what's ought? Well, you're just sitting there thinking, they ought not to have done that. <laughs> they ought to have done that. They ought to have done that. If you have, <laughs> He said, if you have, one translation says, if you have any little thing against anyone. See, that's the auto devil. Now, this is the first time that God tells us, well, actually, that's a different place. But it, he, when he begins to talk to us about having faith in God, he says, and if you have anything against anyone, he said, when you, uh, he said, uh, if you have any ought against anyone forgive them you know uh so that tells me you know uh, uh if you are uh struggling in faith the first place you might want to check according to jesus is in the arena of forgiveness the first place if you have anything against anyone you know really the whole truth is if you have trouble with forgiveness you should sow to mercy and you should see those scriptures on the mercy of God. And you should read them and understand that without the mercy of God, you'd be consumed. And it's his mercy that, uh, that is new every morning. And if you'll do that long enough, the Bible says in James that mercy will triumph over judgment. And if you'll do that, it'll help you get a different perspective. Because God wants you to see differently. You have to see differently. 
Let me tell you the best preachers. I'm telling you. Listen, I heard someone say, I read a book and there was one statement in the book that I never forgot. And reading the whole book was worth this one statement. The most influential person in your life is not the person you believe in. It's the person who believes in you. That was good. Smart. I'll say it again. The most influential person in your life is not the person you believe in. It's the person who believes in you. That's why you got a good pastor. Hallelujah. And so those are the people that are able to perceive through. You know, it's kind of like what they say about stars, you know. You know, you know, everybody knows the song, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. How I wonder what you are. How many of you know that stars don't twinkle? You know why they look like they're twinkling? I learned this from a Discovery Channel thing, I think. I don't know. You know why they look like they're twinkling? Because of all the turbulence in the atmosphere. And so, you know, if you get a telescope that's got a strong enough lens in it, if you can get the right telescope, that lens, and put it on your eye, you can see past the turbulence, and you realize... That star's not twinkling. It's shining bright for I don't know how many light years. I mean, it's just consistent. See, that's the way we think with all the turbulence. We think, well, you know, sometimes I got victory and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm happy and sometimes I'm free and sometimes I'm bound. You know, I'm just like a star. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Sometimes I'm bright and sometimes I'm just kind of, you know, uh, just kind of, I don't know, it's just not there, you know, it's just like a star kind of twinkles, you know, here, there, but really, it's not really about, that's not really the truth, your star doesn't twinkle, really, you got the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the same spirit, you didn't get a deluded kind, you didn't get some inferior kind, you got the same life that raised Christ from the dead in you. And I'm telling you, your star doesn't twinkle. Woo! Glory to God. But you got to sow to that. You got to get your eyes set on those things that are true. It's like we were talking about this morning. Revelation is not where you somehow are able to reach God. You get in the place where God has done his work and God shows you the truth. And I'm telling you, the lens of heaven says that star is shining the same every day. You got the 2 Corinthians 4.13, I believe it is, says, We having the same Same spirit of faith, we believe, therefore we We speak. speak. You know, I found out something. The first thing that gets moving when you get faith is your mouth. I mean, the first thing that starts moving when faith starts moving on the inside of you is your mouth. And let me tell you one of the easiest ways to move over from uh, uh, unbelief, you know, rebellion and disobedience, uh, uh, unbelief and rebellion run together just like obedience and faith run together. You read the book of Hebrews, you find that out. And uh, you say, what is it that keeps me in the grip of, of, of unbelief? I'm, guarantee- I'm telling you, it's somewhere where God is trying to get you to move into the arena of faith with obedience. And you just sit back there and say, this is the way it is. This is the way I am. I am what I am, Papa. And that's the way it is. But God's trying to shake your tree and cause you to realize that your star doesn't twinkle. There is a life from heaven that's in you that cuts through the work of the enemy. And if you'll set your eyes on those things that are true, something will start to move in you and you will be changed into a different person. That's right. That's right. Everything's about to change. You will be changed into a different person. Let me read you this story real quick if I could. Because I know, I, I see what time it is. But look over. I want to, because because I, I just believe God's, uh, tr- the devil's trying to mess with your future and your expectation. You understand? And what you're expecting. And you got to shift that over to God and put it on his word instead of letting the devil rattle your tree. Because I'm telling you, it's not about you. It's about what you are made for. 
Hallelujah. It, it actually, <laughs> thank you, thank you, sister. There's a scripture in Hebrews chapter 11 where uh, God is talking about what happens to people who do, who do things by faith. And there's just this one little phrase I want to take out of it. I know what time it is, so well, we won't, it won't be. But we need to hear this word because I'm telling you, listen to me. Listen to me. Every work of the Spirit causes something in your flesh to die. Every work of the Spirit. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Living a crucified life is not a life of, of, of confinement and, and di- 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 disappointment. It is actually the life that produces resurrection and expectancy and hope. It keeps you moving when the devil's trying. He thought he got you buried six feet under. But you can't be buried because you got the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And you got your eyes set on the prize. And the life of God's working in you. And you got a hold of it. And you hooked your mouth up to it. And guess what? God put his word in your mouth. That's a covenant promise, people. Isaiah 59. And so, uh, so in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32, when it's talking about what happens, I like what it says in, uh, in verse 32. He says, what more shall I say? For time would fail me. Uh, one translation says, I just don't have enough time. I got to quit. <laughs> you know, Paul did preach till midnight once, you know. I bet he didn't just do it once. I bet that was just the one time that somebody fell asleep and fell out the window and died. But if he preached, I know, you know, if you know preachers, if they can preach till midnight once I can guarantee you they can do it again you say Paul the apostle Paul I thought you know he was the example he preached till midnight he preached till midnight the book of Acts says I don't know when he started but they they made note of it after the guy came up and got you know brought him back alive they came back and he kept preaching I know I've heard the preacher's joke well if you can read him from the dead then we'll listen to you after midnight but Well, glory to God. But I'm telling you, listen to me. The most important thing you'll ever hear is a word from heaven. The most important thing, because when God's word becomes your word, then it does the will of God in your life. You understand? I mean, you don't listen. I tell people when the devil's got you in a test, you remember it's an open book test. Say, what does that mean? That means you ever had an open book test? I mean, that means you got the answer right in front of you. All you got to do is put it in the right place. You don't have to come up with something new. You just take a hold of what the word of God says and you put that into your life. And it's a word of faith that stands against the plan of the enemy. Ooh, glory to God. I'm telling you, some devil is squirming now. It's squirrel hell days. Hallelujah. But he says, uh, that really wasn't, you know, fa- I got all that out of time would fail me to tell. Of Gideon, Barak, Samson. And then he goes on and he t- names uh, also David, Samuel, the prophets. He, in other words, he said there's a whole lot more where that came from. But he said, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. They didn't sit on their front porch and drink lemonade and go fishing on Sunday morning. They were out actually actively Doing something with what they believe. Stop the mouths of lions. Uh, quench the violence of fire. Escape the edge of a sword. This is the phrase I want to say to you tonight. Out of weakness were made strong. Listen. They didn't start off strong. They were made strong. You say, what does that mean? That means you got to... Do something um, before you are, before you become something. In other words, if you'll do what God wants you to do, you'll be what he wants you to be. Aren't you tired of just having notes? Aren't you tired of just hearing somebody else talk about it? Oh, don't you want to? You know, I was watching one of those Feed the Children programs the other day. You know what I'm saying? And I kept listening to him say, uh, you know, he said, if you were here and saw what I saw, I wouldn't have to ask you to do anything. You'd be asking me, what can I do? 
And I thought to myself, that's the way a person of faith is. They can see what you see. And they're not sitting back and saying, well, let me write something down about that. That's a good statement. They're saying, well, you, know, I don't, you don't have to ask me to do something. What can I do? Because you realize that there is a need that needs to be met and you can help meet the need. That's the idea of out of weakness, we're made strong. Uh, One translation of the Amplified Bible says, out of frailty and weakness, one strength. That indicates a battle to me, don't you think? They became stalwart, even mighty and resistless in battle resistless in battle. The new living translation says their weakness was turned to strength. How does that happen? Let me tell you something. When you won't let your weakness define you, then God's strength takes a hold where you are weak and he makes you strong. Let me tell you something. Wimpy Christian preaching days are over. You say, but you don't understand what happened to me. No, listen to me. You don't understand what happened to you. Jesus died for you. He whipped the devil for you. He arose up victorious for you. Have you had to face a few ugly days? Well, listen to me. Don't lose your expectation. Quit letting those days determine your destiny. Instead, Put your eyes on Jesus. Your star doesn't twinkle, brother. It's shining bright every day. The message Bible says they turned their disadvantage to an advantage. They were made strong when they had been feeble. Aren't you tired of being feeble? How are you going to be changed You do, what did he say? They were made strong. Out of weakness were made strong. Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then the very next verse says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. In other words, the reason you need to be strong is because you got to be in battle array to declare the victory in the day of conflict. It's because of the conflict that you need to be prepared to, uh, you need to stand strong in the Lord. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. 1 Timothy 6.12, another verse, uh, uh, New Living Translation says, fight the good fight for what you believe. I'm talking about how to be made strong. Fight the good fight of faith. Weymouth says, exert all your strength in the honorable struggle for the faith. The Message Bible says, run hard and fast in the faith. Doesn't sound like he just wants you to be a spectator, does it? Run hard and fast in the faith. The word fight, when he says fight the good fight of faith, it means to enter the contest. To contend with the adversaries. To compete for the prize. In other words, enter into the contest. Don't sit back wimpy and afraid. You want to be made strong. I'm telling you, take the very thing that the devil's tried to make you a weak with. And use it as a testimony for the mercy and grace of God. And be strong in the Lord. Let me give you a quick story here. At look, turn over if you would. In, uh, uh, he, said, he says one of his examples are Gideon. So turn over real quick here in Judges chapter 6. Just going to read you a couple of things out of here. Because I'm telling you, I feel like a tadpole wanting to, swat, wanting to slap a whale. I'm telling you, it's not as big as you think it is. It comes down easy. I'm telling you, it's time. Squirrel hell days are here. And they're here. And listen to me, I'm talking to you. You think I'm not talking to you? You're the one I'm talking to. The one that says, oh yeah, but you don't understand. I can't be that way. I'm talking to you. You're the one I'm talking to. You're the one who will be made strong out of weakness. There was a guy named Gideon who was just your size. 
And in his day, there's a few points about, you may know this story, but you listen real well. Because the Holy Ghost gave these as examples marked in Hebrews 11 of faith that overcomes. And in this story in Gideon's day, here he was. Uh, it says that the children of Israel uh, were in a position where the Midianites had uh, 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 prevailed against Israel in, in Judges chapter 6, verse 2. And I, I'm, I'm just noticing what they did to him. It says the children of Israel made for, themselves de- made for themselves dens, caves, strongholds in the mountains, holes in the ground. And so it was whenever Israel had sown, the Midianites would come up. The Amalekites and the people of the east would come up. And they would encamp around them, against them, and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza. Leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, nor onky, onky, nor ox. That's funny. Nor donkey, no onkeys here. And no, and they would come up with their livestock and their tents. And coming in as numerous as locusts, both they and their camels were without number. And they entered the land to destroy it. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. I thought of this story when I was listening to the, the guy with Feed the Children. He was talking about how that the, the, the rebels had come over in Uganda. And what they would do is they would come in. And they would keep the people from being able to sow in their land and keep them from having any crops, take all of their, their cattle, all of their livestock, so that they could just get them so discouraged and so overwhelmed. And then they would attack them at night and just keep them under fear and this grip of this terrible, terrible violence. And he said, it's the worst thing he's ever seen. And I thought about this story with Gideon because that's exactly what they were doing to the people of God there. They were coming in, keeping them from planting any, uh, uh, crops so that they wouldn't have a harvest what were they trying to do just wear them out get them to just give up get them to just lay down and die get them to quit i mean they took all their livestock they had no way no supply nothing was going to grow tomorrow because they couldn't plant anything today so he's just trying to cut them off at the pass you understand what i'm saying but thank god for the mercy of god And the Bible says that they cried out unto the Lord. And when they cried out unto the Lord, the angel of the Lord, I love this. He says in verse 11, the angel, you know, it says in verse 10, the reason this happened is because they just did not obey his voice. You say, what is it about obedience? It causes you to rise up. You say, God's just trying to me to get something I don't want to do. No, he's trying you to trying to get you to become, become something that you're not. Obedience causes an opening so that you are actually made out of weakness are made strong. And so it says that this angel comes to uh, the Lord comes under this tree in Oprah, which belonged to Joash, who while his son Gideon threshed wheat and he was hiding from the Midianites. And it says the angel of the Lord appeared to him and he said, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. The Lord is with you. Actually, I looked up the word Gideon. Uh, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And that word Gideon literally means warrior. The word means, uh, uh, one translation says, uh, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of fearless courage. Now God's trying to make him something. But he's got to hook up. He's got to take a hold of what God says. And not just hear it, but do it. Actually, another translation says, uh, he says, uh, uh, I like the, the message Bible. He says, the Lord is with you, you mighty hero. Ooh, glory to God. He's just a, he's just hiding out. You know, the Bible says that they were all living in holes, living in caves. They were living in dark places. There's something about the devil. He likes to keep you in the dark. Because, honey, if you ever start shining the light in that place, let me tell you something. The darkness it does not overcome the light. The light always overcomes the darkness. Always. I don't know where you're living. I don't know what it is that's tried to keep you from sowing anything into your future. But I'm telling you, that day is over. And if you'll believe it and receive it out of weakness, you will be made strong. That day is over. I said it's over. 
Say, what qualifies you to say it? I'm glad you asked. It's an empty grave. That's what qualifies me to say it. And that's what qualifies you to receive it. You really believe all that about you? How much time do you got for me to tell you what I believe? I'm telling you right now. He says, so he says, uh, the, Gideon says, uh, the Lord, God says, the Lord is with you. And Gideon says in verse three, oh, my Lord, he must have been Southern. Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his miracles? He's heard about him. See this? He's in the cave, in the hole, hearing about miracles. But God doesn't want him to hear about it. God wants him to be it. Yes. Listen to me. You don't have a dream. You are the dream of God. Aren't you tired of hiding out? Telling you it's very confining in the hole the enemy puts you in. Listen to me. Your problem's not obeying God. That's not your problem. That's your answer. That's not your problem. That's your answer. And Gideon is saying, uh, uh, you know, all where is, you know, the Lord has forsaken us, delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. The Bible says the reason they were delivered is because of their own disobedience. It had nothing to do with the plan of God. But God is not, you know, he, 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 uh, he is, he's not going to make you become something, but he will give you that which will cause things to change if you'll take a hold of it by faith. God's not your problem. He's your answer. And he comes and he tells him, he says, if the Lord turns him and he says in verse 14, go in this might of yours, you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? God is telling him, Gideon, this is the time to be changed into another man. This is a time to receive the word of God. This is a time to rise up. This is a time. It didn't seem like a good time. I mean, the Midianites were surrounding them, picking up all. It says their, their camels and their, they were as numerous as the locusts. In other words, they couldn't even count them. They looked like so many of them. But look at what God says to him. He says, uh, uh, you know, Gideon again interrupts and says, oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord, you know, oh, my Lord. How can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest and I'm the the least in my father's house. One translation says, I am the runt of the litter. How many of you know what the runt of the litter is? It's the one they just usually let die. It's the one that they don't see any future in. It's the one that, you know, they're just too small. They'll never make it. Gideon said, that's what I am. God said, you're not listening to me. Listen to me. God said, you have been listening to the wrong record too long. Turn that country song around. You know what they say when you play a country song backwards? You get your dog back. You get your wife back. You get your house back. You get it all back. (laughs) But listen to this. Oh, you like that, huh? And he said, oh. You know, you've heard that story, haven't you, about that preacher that got stopped in Arkansas? And the police said, you got any ID? And he said, about what? (laughs) Uh, You got any ID? What did he say? About what? What are you talking about? Okay. He says, uh, but look at this. I got my story. Listen to this. Look at what God tells Gideon. Look at what he tells Gideon about the Midianites who it says in verse uh, uh, 5 are without number. They are so many of them. You can't even see how many there are. Look at what, look at what God says. But it says in verse. Uh, look at what it says in verse. Slap the devil in the face and give me another one. It said. No, no, listen to, listen to this, verse 16. But the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you. And he's saying, I'm going to change you if you'll do what I say. You won't be the same. But look at what he says. I will be with you and you will defeat the Midianites as one man. Listen to this now. God looks at your enemy a little different than you do. You think you're twinkle, twinkle, little star. But God says, you think they're as numerous as camels? You think there's so many of them you can't count? He said, I got news for you. When you look at it from my perspective, they look like one man. 
He said, you think that's a great big old problem trying to swallow you up, don't you? He said, what you don't understand is your great big old problem got swallowed up by my greater big old answer in Christ Jesus. And what you think is so big is actually this big when you put it in the light of what I've done. I'm telling you, you got the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And if you'll take a hold of it out of weakness, you are Made strong. Woo, hot dog, I'm telling you. Glory to God. Do you see it? Do you see it? If you see it, I'm telling you, you'll never be the same. When your eyes open, your mouth follows. You'll never be the same. He told Gideon, he said, your enemy doesn't look the same to me. And I'm telling you, the Bible says, by the cross... Colossians 2.14, God disarmed the principalities and powers that were against us. He made a show of them openly. This was not something that God was trying to hide. This was something that was put on display. He made a show of them openly and triumphed over them in Christ Jesus. Totally. It wasn't even an overtime victory. You do understand that, don't you? This was not a close call. This was a total release from all the power of the enemy. Remember what Jesus said when he rose from the dead? All power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Now, if he got it all, what's that leave for the devil? None. Telling you the devil's a liar. He's just trying to convince you. It's kind of like when, he, when we were first going into Baghdad and they started playing those videos. You know, and we, we, had, we knew that, that Baghdad had fallen. We had taken it. And, the, and, they, the, and then if you looked on the, 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 what's that television station that they have in Iraq? Uh, what do they call that? Al Jazeera Network. You know, they were showing some of the clips from Al Jazeera Network. And at the same time that they were showing that we had taken the city of Baghdad on Al Jazeera Network, they were showing these videos of, of uh, what's that guy's name? Saddam Hussein. Getting up on top of a car in the middle of Baghdad. Remember that? And he was, you know, carried a baby, waving, you know. And he was, and, 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 and later we found out that that video had been made several weeks or months before. And it was what you call propaganda. And actually, at that time, he was in a hole in the ground. But it was a propaganda video. He was trying to get the people to believe that he was right in the middle of the streets and that nobody had touched him when in reality, he was already in a hole in the ground. I'm telling you, the devil might be playing his propaganda video, but you just burn that tape because I'm telling you, the reality is he has been, he has been destroyed. His power over you has been undone for this purpose. The son of God was manifest. To destroy, to undo the works of the enemy. I'm trying to get you to stir you up with the reality of what you have. Your star's not twinkling. You are shining with the very light that raised Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. I'm not preaching for you to get something. I'm preaching for you to realize what you already got. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. We'll sing this song and then... We like this song. I love it. This is one of those. A gospel song. Gospel powered. This ain't no twinkle, twinkle, little star song. This is gospel powered, hell destroying, real life. I love this song. We hope you've enjoyed this message by Lois Toucher and Cindy Duvall of Shekinah Glory Ministries. For more information about Shekinah Glory, log on to our website at www.shekinahglory.com. There you'll find our entire catalog of teaching materials, music CDs, and books, all available for online purchase. The website also offers our daily devotional, updates from the road, and our ministry itinerary so you can pray for us as we travel throughout the United States and overseas. You can also join our mailing list in order to receive regular newsletter updates of ongoing ministry projects. Thank you and God bless you for your support of Shekinah Glory Ministries. We couldn't do it without you. Truly, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord 
shall fill all the earth. This is Ray Toucher speaking for Shekinah Glory Ministries. Thank you and God bless you.